Your favorite podcast is here. Time to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Time to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The original Red Pill Show. Welcome to a brand new episode. La, 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 la. Okay, here we go. WLS. Right on. Time now for Animal Stories, little Tommy. Hey, sure man. greasy little face up next to the radio because it's time for, for America's favorite radio program, Animal Stories. Animal and Stories. Here in person is the Animal Stories news team anchorman. Whatever. Your charming and delightful old Uncle Larry. Uncle Lair. In person, little Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Good morning, Uncle Larry. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Boogie Jack. Ooh. Boogie Jack. Boogie Jack. Ooh. Ah. Gotta be from Chicago to get this. Ooh. Once again, as the shadows of night fall graciously upon the major metropolitan city in the Midwest, the boy in the box to his eye. On top of the downtown Burger King. Good evening to you. Is, is this, this a, a functional, functional unit? unit? Once upon a time, the biggest names in rock were seen around the world in black t-shirts emblazoned with the name of a Chicago institution. They got fucked up. Radio station. The Loop. Home to gods of radio. Home to gods of radio. And gods of rock. While most stations played made bands, The Loop made the bands that they played. It hacked its way through a jungle of mediocrity to a land as dangerous as it was exciting. The rest of the world first experienced this power in 1979. The infamous Disco Demolition. 90,000 Loop listeners showed up at a stadium built for 50, and Americans asked, What kind of radio station could influence untold thousands in such a way? And the answer? This kind. was born in the year of Star Wars, and in Chicago, it was the force that was with you. And the force was with you. The mighty loop was as tall as Jordan, as strong as the fridge. In a world full of wannabes, the loop screamed. In a landscape crowded with emptiness and pockmarked with sameness, the loop kicked ass and took names and addresses and phone numbers. Then later, after the Stones interview, the loop ran home for a quick shower, then called one of those phone numbers to set up a private interview. Yes, that was a metaphor for the loop getting laid. Loop got laid a lot. The loop screamed with dangerous hosts, dangerous comedy, and dangerous music. As it grew, it made money. And more money. An institution. An investment. 
a melting pot of genius became a few pages. And that's when it all course. went in the shitter. Number cultures couldn't grasp is that with some things, putting profits before all else ultimately leads to lower profits. To lower profits. Yep. They couldn't see that what made the loop huge in the first place wasn't cost-cutting or homogenizing. It wasn't consultants or research. It was talent. Brilliance. It was magic. It was magic. Don't All right, kids, welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show, comrade. Today is a Saturday, May 14th, 2022. This show. It's for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use your own risk. The show 
It's copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of this show can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form. Or I will blow a nuclear missile right up your ass. Finally, show is opinionated. To no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice, if you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a licensed if required person in his or her field there, old Tommy. Hey, man. No. That's his name broadcasting live from the wonderful state of Colorado, Colorado, whatever. What's going on? What are you doing on a Saturday night? This area, right? You know, because it's Friday. And I worked 17 hours today. And uh, I just pretty much bored off my ass. And I just wanted to um, come in. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the original Red Pill Show, where we talk about nothing and everything, and um, out of the box, waking up, waked up. I don't want to say woke up, because that term is actually 180 degrees of what the show is, which is saying what in the hell is going on if you want to dive down that rabbit hole but really tonight i mean i really don't want to i I want to kind of share and just interact with the chat room the audience whoever i sent an invitation out on facebook we'll see what happens it usually takes about a half an hour for people to get engaged and uh, see that we are actually broadcasting by all the Podbean alerts and apps and everything else. But I want to share this. So I, I got a lot to say actually, but let's just start with this. So I, uh, Good morning, good morning. Oh, see, people are popping in and out. Hmm. Why are you popping in and out? Because I'm going to minimize this chat room if nobody is going to interact, because then I can't see what the hell you're saying. And it's a distraction, but it's part of the show. And I love it. Oh, so... Here's a prediction. I put this on Facebook and people are like, duh, it's already happening. Um, What I said was this. In a very short time, the only way you're going to be able to hear shows like this, your favorite podcasters or your favorite streaming people, there's the key, your favorite podcaster on Spotify or Apple iTunes or whatever the hell it is, whatever they call it now. In streaming, you're not going to be able to listen to them live. 
because of all the algorithms, algorithms and everything else in the bot. Excuse me, I'm drinking some Coke. And you're not going to be able to listen to them. You're going to have to download them the old-fashioned way. Back when they had iPod player. Because you're going to be censored with AI and everything else. I've already seen a big difference. Just when I play music, trying to play along with it with my guitar. And something popped up and said, Sony Music has stopped your video because you're playing copyrighted music. It's like I'm playing along with it. But you can't do that. That's my Fair Use Act. I claim my Fair Use Act on that. So they've already advanced that. If there's going to be some trigger words where your favorite people that you listen to streaming... They're going to get knocked off the air. So the only way you're going to be able to listen to your favorite shows in the future where they're not being listened to because this show's live and then it automatically turns into uh, an MP3 format and then I upload it to the Podbean server and then they distribute it for you to listen at your pleasure. That and Spreaker. Spreaker does Spreaker does it automatically though, but I have to manually do it. But in any case, I don't think live is going to be happening too much longer. I really don't. It's just the trending that I see and um, the powers that be don't like hearing critical thinking outside the box red pill thinking, um, whatever you want. You're not going to hear it. So let's, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I don't like being right. But I think within a year or two tops, ironically, right around the midterm elections, uh, that's going to be happening quite a bit. You're going to go, what happened to the show? Well, it was knocked off because, God forbid, I use my First Amendment in my freedom of speech and uh um, express my grievances against my government. Can't do that anymore. Whether I'm serious or not, I just can't say it. So anyway, so I rented a movie last night. It's Uncharted and had Mark Wahlberg in it. Now, I really like Mark Wahlberg ever since probably Ted. I mean, I think he's funnier than shit. Anybody that can be funny and act with a animated stuffed teddy bear has got my vote. And I've been watching him pretty much ever since. I liked, uh, what was it, Deep Horizon? I like that one a lot. There's a couple other ones. Oh, what's it called? Um, there's one on Paramount Pictures right now. Infinite, I think it's called. That's really cool. That's a good movie. Uh, but I saw that Uncharted was in the theaters, and I was kind of going to go see it, but I, I really didn't want to. And I, I rented it last night out of Redbox, and uh, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's kind of slow in the beginning. Uh, 
it's kind of like um oh what's that movie with tom hanks the da vinci code so it's kind of like that in national treasure with nicholas cage and uh pirates of the caribbean maybe a little bit like that uh but it has mark Wahlberg, and i think the kid in it is um I think he's a kid to play Spider-Man, but they may have convinced me that it's not, but I'm not sure. But if you want to waste a couple hours in a good movie and it's action, it's like an action adventure. It's a good movie. So go check that out. So whatever. Okay. So we got, what is that? Obapa Ruth. I think cute talk hard Bella K U entered the live studio Saturday night smoke. Really? Is that what you're doing, dude? Are you like smoking pond? Cause it's Saturday night live Saturday night, man. It sounds good to me. I'm on call though. So I can't do anything. JD entered the live studio. All right. So what are y'all doing? What y'all doing tonight? You're listening to me. You're fucking around. Are you getting notices or something that, um, well, if you're following the show, then I guess you get alerted. I guess being on the listener side, the app is pretty cool. That's what I was told. Because Scarlett called in on the last show or joined the show. And if you want to join the show, I don't know how you do it. She figured it out. I'll see it pops up and you can come on. I don't really care. You can talk, you can co-host, you can agree, you can disagree. I don't really care. Uh, Cause that's, it's a totally open forum. If I see you want to come on, you can come on. And nobody knows who you are. It doesn't matter. It's engagement and talking. So I wanted to explain how I understand it. I listened to Robert Kurosaki. Kirosaki, whatever, rich dad, poor dad. And he had a guy on that um, couldn't answer this question. Like, where does Bitcoin come from? And I really don't know if I, if I want to get into that right now uh, because it's going to take too much serious thought. And I really just don't feel like having a serious show tonight. Actually, it's never really serious. I just don't feel like delving into Bitcoin, although it is getting its ass handed to it. In some, I will say this, and I've said this a while ago, most crypto coins are going to zero, zero. They will be worthless eventually be only there'll be a few i don't know which ones that's your homework to figure out but a lot of people got hurt by losing a shitload of money um kind of like a lot of people are buying houses right now and i'm like what So I don't even want to get into that. I can probably scan through Drudge Report right now. Um, because I don't like people basing their decisions on fear. And then I, I read, 
all people are threatening to kill themselves or God forbid they did because they lost their crypto. And I'm like, really? I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it, but if you're living for your cryptocurrency, then, and that's it. Um, you're either doing something wrong or you don't have a lot of value in other things in your life. And, um, that kind of, that kind of concerns me because again, I've lost everything, everything 58 and I'm 19 again. I mean, I'm starting over, but never once did I think about, Oh man, it's game over. I'm done. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just give up and, uh, see you later. Careful what I'm saying. Never, ever. I've been beaten in the dirt. I've been knocked on my ass and left for dead and threatened to be destroyed and yada, yada, yada. But I never, ever thought, thought of doing any harm to myself because I lost everything. So be very careful, or once you be very careful in what they do and value or put those type of terms on your own life because you've lost all of your cryptocurrency. I, I just don't, I don't get it. Uh, but it was a real fascinating conversation. The Rich Dad, Poor Dad podcast on Spotify. And um, Robert Kurosaki is, I don't know, maybe damn near 70 in his 70s. So, and he calls himself an old guy. And this younger guy, probably in his 30s, I mean, it's such an age difference in pendulum, a pendulum um, or timeline or, or whatever, spectrum. Because Robert Kurosaki, this is, th this is what I'm going to say. Now there's a book, bit, bleh, take two. There is a book called the Bitcoin standard, read it. And then this is the question Robert Kurosaki had, where does Bitcoin come from? Where does Ethereum come from? And this guy's like, well, it's an algorithm and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And it, 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 he wasn't answering the question. So before anybody puts a dime into any cryptocurrency, that is a question you need to answer to yourself. Where does cryptocurrency come from? That's it. That's it. I was going to explain it, but I'm not going to, because I, I don't want to get into that. I'm kind of in a happy, it's a Van Halen Friday, or no, it's Saturday. Why the fuck? See, I'm all fucked up because I work today because I'm on call. It's not Van Halen Friday. That's what I titled the show. It's Saturday, Saturday night. Y'all should be out going to the show, having movies, 
uh, having drinks, watching movies, and getting laid. You should all be out having some fucking fun. Um, I'm not in that uh, realm currently, and I am working or on call, so I can't enjoy myself or with other people. So I have to behave. And I decided it's too early to go to bed. And I just wanted to come on here and talk. What's my story? Oh, God. Really? What's my story? What part? I have an encyclopedia that I could write. It all depends on what you're referring to. And, I, and I'm an open book, so I don't care. That's another thing. Like, how come you talk about your personal stuff? It's like, and I, and I have learned some lessons in that. But the real personal stuff I've told family members, and it was used against me. So you're kind of weaponizing. That doesn't even make any sense. But you're weaponizing the people that are closest to you. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense because I don't think that way. It's family. But that's pretty much how I was destroyed from the inside. <laughs> the fucking open book and family. And the woman that I was married to knew everything about me. And, uh, and I would still do that in a heartbeat. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, not share everything, but... Now you're getting into relationships, and I don't know if I really want to get into that either. But I am reading a, a book about women, and um, I find it fascinating. And I am not done with it yet, but some of it, well, some of it makes sense if you read it and then go, oh, okay. And... Um, my therapist, because I'm seeing a therapist again, it's not like I'm Looney Tunes, but I'm trying to um, still deal with all the loss. And then you start talking about it because I've only seen this therapist twice. And uh, of course, women relationships come up. I mean, be, being married for 27 years, whatever. Uh, and I have to tell my whole story, and that's a big part of my life. And... Um, you know, I made the comment that we, that I just, I still, I thought I figured one of them out, a woman, and then, and I was wrong. And, uh, I said, I'm still trying to figure y'all out and I'm reading a book about it. And she's reading, therapist is reading a book about trying to figure out men. And I'm like, we're really not that hard to figure out. <laughs> we're really not. But she did say this. She goes, the book says about men, you don't you don't ask a man how he feels because that's like a man asking a woman, how come you put on some weight? And I'm like, I get that. I, I get that. But I'm not one to hide my emotions or feelings um, because that's not, you're not strong and confident and this and that and all that other horseshit. Um, it's nice to project confidence and, ability and this and that and everything else. Um, but I, I think to the people that you're involved with, it, it's, it's not a sign of weakness. Uh, I think it's a sign of strength because 
Guys are human. And actually, real powerful men that have unlimited power, they better think long and hard and feel the consequences that they're going to um, create for people when they wield their power. Like, like Putin, for instance. I mean, that guy better think twice before he hits the fucking nuke button. And if that guy hasn't sat there and actually shed a tear, and like, if I push this button, I could literally destroy the world. And if that don't make you think or bring a tear to your eye or even make you cry, then you're, you're not a human. And I, and I think we all need to male or female look at both sides of that just like happy sad you know confident and um vulnerable but we're not supposed to do that as guys it's like okay can't act like james bond all the fucking time right I don't know. And then the book said, the woman book said for me, excuse me, I'm drinking this Coke. It's really fucking me up. Um, it said women don't want this, this one. I don't know. This was, I'm still trying to process this. Women don't want a nice guy. And I'm like, really? So then us guys think, oh, so you want a bad boy, hard ass hard to deal with can't control asshole no that but no that's not where it was going it said women want a good guy and i'm thinking i'm like wait a minute what the hell's the fucking difference between a nice guy and a good guy and nice guys are you know, nice guys are kind of like the yes dear and whatever you want and blah blah blah, blah. okay what do you want to do i don't want to do that you know okay okay whatever you know, just a kiss ass, you know, and I could kind of see that being a problem if I was a woman. It's like, oh my God, the guy does everything I fucking ask him to do, except take out the garbage. And, uh, I'm kind of getting sick of it. Cause there's no, there's no thrill of the chase. There's no, you know, there's no, um, it's just all compliance, you know, but if you're a good guy, it's different than being a nice guy. So I can, I can kind of get that part. So it's kind of making sense to me, but I still don't, I fucking still don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. So what? Okay. So what are you saying? Cause I'm not looking at the screen. We really aren't different from each other. In my opinion, who's that men and women or you and me or whatever. I would just like to figure out one, one of them, men and women. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't, all right. Well, for instance, here's, here's a, here's a conversation I've had. So when a guy, when a guy sees a woman, he's a, and he wants her or introduce herself. It's like, Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go introduce myself to her. You're supposed to do that 
show the confidence, show the confidence or you're even approaching her and whatever happens, happens. But if a woman sees a guy and I've had this conversation with women and I'm like, okay, so if you see the man in your dreams, wherever it is, let's just say a bar because you know, I don't think you can find your man in your dreams in your bar, but you're not going to find a woman in your dreams in your bar, but who knows? So if a guy walked in here, I had this conversation literally in a fucking bar with, with these two women, but specifically one. And then a, uh, a guy in earshot listening to the conversation and actually cracking up, eavesdropping. Cause I don't know how far I'm going to go into the story, but the, the part, the point of it is this. So I go, what type of guy do you like? And she goes, I like really tall guys. I'm like, okay. So I go, if a real tall guy, you know, and he meets your standards or what you're ever attracted to. And he walked in here and he's a guy, man of your dreams, you would not approach him. She goes, hell no. I'm like, why? Well, because they just, you know, women just don't do that. I go, all right, so your Prince Charming can walk through the door, and if he doesn't approach you because for whatever reason, doesn't see you, this, that, whatever, and you see him and you can't take your eyes off of him, you're not going to approach him. And she goes, no. And then she goes, except, except for this. And I said, okay. Now this is where the guy started listening to this conversation and cracking up. She goes, unless he has an airplane. I said, what? Because yeah, if, if he's got a plane, then he could be a midget. And then I would definitely go for him. I'm like, okay. So the man in your dreams, great looking, tall, everything that you want, you won't approach him. But if some midget comes in here and he has like a captain's hat on and a set of keys to a fucking airplane, you'll go up to him. And she goes, yeah. Oh, he didn't make some motherfucking sense to me at all. And this guy that was listening, just minding his own business, having a beer, was just cracking up. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why women don't approach men. Now I've been approached. Okay. Not a lot, but I've been approached, but it's kind of some like female code woman thing that you just don't go up to a guy. I've seen women go up to guys. Women have come up to me. And some are actually horrible at it. Uh, but then again, some are very good at it. So I know how women feel. Um, because it gets old real fucking fast. You know, and it's like, I, I mean, I had, I had one girl, she came in with her friends. Actually, they were family members, but the short of this one was I was sitting at the bar, just minding my own business. And then she comes in with her cousins or sisters or whatever. And they were just painting the town fucking red. Okay. And they come in and the one sits next to me. And then the other two sit to her left and I'm to her right. And she was just like, <laughs> she was fucked up. Okay. But really, really good looking Hispanic, Mexican, whatever. Uh, five, four, maybe five, three. 
great body, this and that. Beautiful. And uh, she starts telling me her story, and she's divorced, and she's got three kids. And I'm like, wow. Really? I go, you look great. And we just started talking a little bit. So then she goes, so what do you think of me? And I says, I think you're beautiful. She grabbed me and stuck her tongue down my fucking throat. And I'm like, well, I go, wait, 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 wait. I go, she goes, I want you to come home with me. I said, listen, I go, that, I'm flattered, but I'll give you my number. Text me tomorrow. And if you feel the same way or want to go out for dinner or something, text me or give me a call or whatever. And my phone never rang. I'm not, <laughs> and people like, what are you crazy? I'm like, no, that's too fucking easy, man. And it's, I don't want that. So I kind of understand the thrill of the chase thing too, if that's what women are looking for. But I know if a, if a guy went up to a woman and those rules were reversed and he shoved her, his tongue down her throat, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think <laughs> what, what would happen. Uh, so we may be the same. We might be looking for the same thing, which is companionship, uh, essentially. But the way that we do it is not even close to being the same. And uh, I'll go down this road a little bit too. So women, I have a sister. She's beautiful. She had her beautiful friends over this and actually met my wife through my sister. And you start getting a bottle of wine or two or three and women are just as bad, if not worse than men, when they start talking about guys. I've heard some things that I've never even heard guys say, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Really? And I know it's all fun and this and that, whatever, but it's like, you know, y'all play the part and, you know, and I'm this and I'm that. If you want me, you got to come chase me until you get a couple bottles of wine in you. And then it's, I'll let your hair down. You know, I'd love to fuck that guy's brains out and just some other things I couldn't believe. And I think it's cool. I'm not judging. I don't think it doesn't turn me off. It's just that I have a friend and she was saying some things and she talks like a guy. The things that she would come out of her mouth about guys sexually, I'm just like, I was taken aback and she's like, oh, you don't, you don't like that. I go, no, I, I like it, but I'm not used to hearing a woman say that. I mean, you talk like a guy and I, and I really don't even like it when a guy is that disrespectful about a woman too. I don't mind oh, you check her out or even, you know, look at the set of tits on her or ass or, oh, she's beautiful. But if it's a continuance of just slurs like that, I don't like it. It just doesn't. It makes me feel like a pig when guys start saying shit like that. So I don't, I don't like it once or twice or whatever. But after that, it's, it's, um, it's crossing the line with me. I just don't like, uh, I don't feel comfortable around that kind of, uh, guy talk, but that's me. So I don't know what else. So what are you guys talking about? So let's say men, women, what are we saying? 
uh, spicy. Yeah, you don't want herpes either. Oh my god. Yeah, no, no, thanks. I, uh, I'm, I'm good in that department. I really, it's not, it's a gift that keeps on giving. I really don't want that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the dating scene is just so fucking ridiculous, man. Oh my god, it, it's crazy. It's like. You go out on this date. I was on those dating apps right when I first got divorced. And the profile is, oh, I'm divorced, and this is my picture. I'm like, oh, okay. So then you meet them, and uh, usually out for, for dinner. And they look nothing like their picture. And then the first question I would ask is this. I go, so how long have you been divorced? Oh, I'm not divorced yet. I'm still in divorce court. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, Really? So I'd be a gentleman and have dinner, and then that would be the end of that date. Uh, but if you find find one that is free and clear or whatever, because I'm not getting into no love triangle. Everybody's got baggage. All right, so I'm not talking about that. That's just fine. But if you're not even divorced yet and you don't have a divorce decree, you really got no business dating. I'm just saying. you just You just don't. Well, yeah, we're separated. Well, they, yeah, okay, okay, all right, because I did that too. Okay, I'll give you that one. But you said you're divorced. So, and, and you also are about 30 pounds fucking heavier than your picture. Sorry. So I don't want to get, I don't want to get into that. But if you do find, or I did, you know, if you do find somebody, you start dating them. There's some stupid rule out there that, if you don't, and this goes for guys and girls, if you don't get laid within three dates, then move on. I'm like, what kind of fucking rule is that? Really? And women, I mean, I'm telling you, uh, when back, because the last time I dated, I got married at 24. And dated my soon to be wife from that perspective for a couple of years. So, I mean, I was with her since I was in my early twenties, 20, yeah, 20, 21, got married at 24. And, uh, it was way different back then. Like, I mean, you literally had to ask a girl out and be a steady thing before you even thought about getting laid. And now it's like, I mean, sometimes it happens on a first fucking date and it's like, Whoa. And of course, you know, you're not going to stop it, but it's like, wow, this is different. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. I'm not a fan though. And just be, I can't, here we go. Too personal. What are you gay? Yeah, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to have some type of connection with a woman before I sleep with her. I just, I'm just not I had one one night stand in my entire life and I hated it. But that's just me. I don't know why. I don't know if it's my indoctrination from being a Christian and you find a woman, you get married, then you have sex and you have kids. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's in me. And I don't know if I can unravel that. I don't know if I want to unravel that. 
because because this is what goes through my head. Not that it can happen because I've had a vasectomy when I was 27, and most women my age um, are in menopause or whatever. So it's like the chances of them getting pregnant are like zero. I th- but never say never say never. And uh, I mean, okay, so you have sex, it's great, and then you find out that she's pregnant. It's like okay. I'm not even getting to the abortion thing. I'm not even going to touch it. But you're supposed to get married and have, well, it's kind of bass backwards now. But you're supposed to meet someone, fall in love, blah, blah, blah. Get married, have a kid, and live happily ever after. And I just don't really, well, I don't even know if that's true. Some people I thought it was, <laughs> but now, I mean, okay, you know, this is the way it is now. Most people don't want to get married. Millennials, from what I hear, don't even want to think about it until they're in their thirties. That's what I hear. But if, if you're going to play hide the weenie, you better be prepared for the consequences. So let's just say you have sex and I'm going to have a kid at 58 years old. What? I mean, it was way different in my 20s and everything else in teenage years. It's like, I don't give a shit. I'm getting laid. I don't care. Whatever happens, happens, you know? And then it's like, you have no idea (laughs) what you're in store for. And quite honestly, most people on this planet weren't planned anyway. I wasn't. My kids weren't. I mean, there's nothing wrong in saying that because it's the truth. But when, it, I mean, too many drinks, too much tequila, fucking whatever, uh, oops. And, uh, get married and then have another kid and before you know it they're off they're gone and uh you're in your 50s <laughs> it's like and then you're divorced and now 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 what you you go through that again which is like i said it's impossible this is a mental thing this is mental fuckery because it didn't work out that well for me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going through this shit again. But I don't, I don't know if it was because of the bad experience and or if it was because of my indoctrination from my Christianity and all the Bible thumping crap. I don't know. Or both. I Maybe it's both. I don't know. But um, it's kind of hard to concentrate and have sex and go, uh, this really didn't turn out that well for me. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a mental thing. I really do. And on it, I don't have any problems with anything. It's just like that. What it's so different when you're younger or you meet somebody. You know, you just really truly want to be with them, and all that shit goes out. Like you fall in love. In first sight, you know, at first sight, like all that stuff goes out. All the rational thinking goes out the window. 
and I really true believe in that. I do believe in that. And I do think, um, it can happen more than once, but I don't know, man. It's just fucked. It's fucked up. It's fucked up shit. It's so fucking hard. I'm sorry. I'm saying the F word so much, but, uh, it is just such a challenge right now. And I'm not the only one, but then you find people that, um, no, I don't know if they were fucking around. There's the F word again. If they were fucking around with their spouse when they were married and then they got divorced and then they ended up marrying the person they were fucking around with while they were married and then they get married. And it's like, well, Tim, I got married two years later. Yeah, but was this the guy that you were fucking when you were married? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I, it's like, that wasn't me. I mean, I was um, totally monogamous my whole marriage. So I don't know. It's such a mind fuck. Sorry. And I don't know how women think about it. But I do know both sides, male and female, are saying uh, they're never getting married again. And I get that. Believe me. I get I get it. My, my ex got married. Um, hell, she didn't even, she was, uh, off gallivanting around not even six months, three months, I think. And she's married now. So that didn't take long, but she didn't do what I was saying. This, this guy she met in North Carolina. So, I mean, and they're, I guess, happily married now and, and whatever, but um, it's good. I just wanted her to be happy. And if she's happy, then good for her. But I don't think some people give it enough of a break or a chance. Um, before they make that commitment again, but some people, uh, some people cannot be alone. Some people have to be married. They have to have someone around, um, which is codependency. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here on a Saturday night looking out my fucking patio talking to a microphone. And, um, I mean, I, well, I can't go out because I'm on call, but I mean, and I could go out if I didn't drink, but I don't feel like it. I don't know. It's Saturday night is supposed to be the night you're supposed to be, you know, out having fun with your friends. I don't have a lot of friends here. This is going to start sounding like sad, but I don't. But um, I've only been back here for three months. But Florida, I, I know exactly what I would be doing and who I would be out with right now. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, that's enough of me. I feel like I'm with my fucking therapist. So, let's see. I gave up on relationships. See, I've heard that, too. I gave up on relationships years ago. I live a quit life, quiet life. I get that. And that's kind of how I am too. But I don't want, I just don't want to be alone. I mean, I don't want to die alone. I mean, who does? But, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just have enough. I'll go find some town in the mountains and say, fuck it. And uh, get eaten by a bear or something. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just. It's really weird. 
when you look at your life and then look where you're at and then look where you're going, then you do the math. And I, if I'm lucky, I got another 30 years, you know, and that's, I mean, okay. 30 years, nothing to shake a stick at. But I don't know. I don't know if I want. I don't know. I mean, I have been so fucked. I don't want to start over, obtain all the stuff I did, and then lose it again. Because uh, I don't even want to get into this, but the family court system and the divorce lawyers and the laws have to be changed. It's absolutely ridiculous. You shouldn't have to destroy one person so another person survives and beyond. You just That's not going to fix anything. Uh, but what do I know? But yeah, I mean, I've said that. I've said that too. I've said I'm never getting married. And then I've said maybe. And now I've said I would like to. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I, put it this way. I'm not looking, but I'm not not looking. So if it happens in whatever, then here goes my indoctrination or programming of, of the Bible. But, you know, it's in God's hands, whatever the universe. It's just if it happens, it's great. Uh, it'll have to be a mutual thing, though, because I'm not chasing anybody. I'm not. I'll let them know I'm interested, but I ain't playing these fucking high school games where you got to chase them and give them all this attention. I don't mind courting and dinner and flowers, but there's got to be a little bit of reciprocity, just a little. It's like, yeah, I, I like you too. You know, can we go out again? Or can we do that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go, man. Let's go see a concert. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go to the winery. Let's whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Because I, I look at my partner as a friend, a best friend, and somebody that's a companion. And, um, and then, of course, the physical part of it, too. But, yeah, I'm just not playing games. I, I'm and, and if there's any boundaries crossed, there will be... Um, a confrontation, a very nice one. And then if it happens again, then that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm not playing games and I'm not sacrificing, um, or lowering my boundaries for anything or anyone. I just, I did that last time. Uh, and that was one of my big mistakes. And, um, cost me dearly. So I'm not doing that again. But it's not like I'm going to pack up my shit and leave. It's just like, you know. It happened once. I said something to you. You didn't even realize what you did. You apologized, which I don't want an apology because you didn't do it on purpose. I'm just letting you know that you're crossing the boundary with me. And if it happens again, then it's be like, well, you know what? It's like apparently, you know, apparently you're going to, you're going to do what you're going to do. I, I, confronted and said something to you and you're still doing it. So, you know, I just don't think this is going to work out. Uh, it's going to be time to go. 
So I don't know. Maybe that's shallow. Maybe it's not. I don't fucking know. I don't know what it is, but I am not letting shit play out with the trust, even with marriage vows, that you're going to, number one, honor your vows, and number two, um, have your partner's back no matter what. I mean, not not no matter what. I mean, if there's physical abuse or you come home and you find your partner fucking your brother or your sister, it's like, no, you know, no. no, no. Or, or they're doing drugs or they're, you know, no. I mean, obviously, no. But if it's something trivial or stupid or rumors or hearsay and you don't have someone's back, um, forget it. Just forget it. I mean, guys, guys in the guy club and even women, it's like somebody says some shit. I'm not talking drama. I'm just talking about some serious character defamation. And if your friends ain't telling you that, then get some new fucking friends. <clears throat> and if your partner's not telling you, get a new partner. Because it isn't going to work out very well. So, I was waiting for this one. Um, it was last. I had a really good burrito tonight. Probably the best I've ever had in my life. Um, did I smell delicious? Um, in Denver. Really good. I did some work, and they're like, are you hungry? I said, fuck yeah. I mean, I didn't say that, but they're like, yeah. And um, so anyway, this is enough about me because I feel like I'm at my fucking sex. I'm not that I have one, but a sex therapist. They do have a therapist, though. So. And there's no women interjecting, which is fine. I would love to move to a small Midwestern town. I'll pass on the bears, though. The bear, Are you from Chicago? Because I am. I don't blame me on that, dude, man. They, they wouldn't get a color, get rid of color, so I became a uh, a Packers fan. <laughs> oh, my God. I have been a Bears fan since this is going to turn into sports talk. I have been a Bears fan since I was a little kid. And, uh, hey, what's up, Darren? Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was born in Des Plaines, Illinois, so, I mean, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, Midwestern's got a good vibe. I've thought about, thought, I won't go to Michigan, although I did a lot of snowmobiling up in Antonagon for five or six, seven years, something like that. Five, five years, bunch of guys, snored like a motherfucker. Oh, my God. That's where I feel sorry for women sometimes. I'm like, how do you sleep with this guy? And I guess I snore too, so I get it, but. It was horrible. If you weren't asleep first in a room, like 10 guys in the same room in a cabin, fuck, you weren't getting sleep. But I've thought about just getting a cabin in the woods up by the Porcupine Mountains in Michigan or somewhere around in Wisconsin, maybe Manaqua, um, St. Germain, um, somewhere around there. I don't know. Or even here, 
up in the Rocky Mountains somewhere, Netherlands or some people are going to take this wrong way, some backwards fuck, you know, mountain people town. I don't mean anything mean by that. Um, or just get a sailboat and fucking say, see you later, man. I'll go back to Florida, buy me a 35-foot sailboat, learn how to sail a thing, and get all my credentials and just say, fuck you, I'm gone. And and if I'm lucky enough to have a partner, she can come with me. But I don't really, I just really don't see that. I, I just don't. But I could be totally wrong because I haven't seen a lot of things that happened in my life coming before they happened anyway. So who knows? Who knows? All right. So what is that? Iowa born and raised in Nashville now. And I hate city life. I don't either. I don't like city life. Although I was in Denver today doing work. Uh, yeah, sell to Aussie and come visit me. Yeah, Darren, don't tempt me. I, I, um, you're, you got, I shouldn't say you, you're, I know how you feel about this. Your, your country's got to get their shit together and quit locking down everybody and being fucking Nazi Germany. So, but I do want, I want to go to Australia and I want to go to, um, New Zealand. I would not have a problem with that. I may do that. I still, I still don't know because my whole life has been changed. My course of direction and my plan. I should have been semi-retired by now, at least in Vegas. Well, actually North Las Vegas, but in Vegas, that was the plan and it all got destroyed. Uh, so when you're, when you have that all planned out and everything's going great and then you're handed a bag of shit um, <laughs> with everything gone, it, 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 I can't, I don't wish it on anybody. I just, I, I mean, there's no direction. There's no, there's no like compass to, to follow. And that might sound weird, but when you're married for so long and you have two kids and you have a business and, you know, there's some type of trajectory that, you know, oh, okay, there's some type of path you're on, you know, and that's where maybe my indoctrination or my brainwashing of being a Christian again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad or I, I, I don't want to be one, but all that shit in that book, you're supposed to do this and do that and everything's supposed to be fine. And, uh, I'm sorry, but it's, it's, uh, it's didn't work out too well for me. Um, but there, like I said, there's some type of direction or path or compass. that's not really hard to figure out, but when you're not in that situation anymore, there's, there's not, a, I don't know how many maps there are there for single people in their fifties and what they're supposed to be fucking doing this, that, that chapter's not in the Bible. And if it is, let me know where it's at. So I, I, there's no course, you know, there's no map, there's no guidance. 
except pretty obviously it's you're going to be alone as far as um a partner i mean you can have friends and this and that and everything else i mean i don't mean alone alone unless you decide to isolate yourself but which i'd be very cautious on but of course it lets a, unless it's on a sailboat and then you go to australia and and visit there and in all the beaches and all that i mean fuck i'm i'm for that it be sitting in a cabin with a shotgun worrying about a fucking bear eating you i mean i've thought about this but not to a degree um yeah i don't know i i i i just really my life and a lot of other people um i just don't have any direction in what i'm supposed to be doing And I'm trying to figure that out. It's like you throw, you grow, you grab a handful of mud and you throw it on the wall and you see what sticks. Or you put a dartboard up there and you close your eyes and you throw a dart and go, or a map, throw a dart. That's where I'm going. Or a bunch of pictures off the dating site of a woman and same thing. Well, that's who I'm going to date. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. But that's all by chance or lottery, so I don't know. That's not in the Bible either. So I don't know. I, I just I've said I don't know fucking 15 times, I, but I really don't. I really don't know a damn thing right now. What is it called? S, S I can't read that because it's so small is about the futility of life. Really? Well, then I will definitely read that. And I'm going to church tomorrow because I have a friend speaking there. He recognized me because I'm doing yoga Tuesdays and Thursday mornings because I can't get into the class at night. And I walked up on Tuesday morning and a guy saw me come in and he held the door for me, which I thought was a very gentle, gentleman, gentlemanly thing to do, whatever, good human. And I held it for him because it was a double door. And he looked, and I go, you know, he goes, thanks. And I go, yeah, thank you. And then he looked at me, he goes, I know you. He goes, what's your name? I go, Tim. And then I instantly recognized him and his name was Matt. And he used to be um part of the congregation, not the congregation, but the uh, pastor staff or whatever. Um, it, the church I went to when I first moved here. And then he recognized me and we're both from Chicago area. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> there's a certain vibe, Chicago, you can tell and just there's affinity there no matter what. Um, it's a connection. And uh, he told me he was going to speak at the church that I started going to when I moved back here, but I really haven't been a good Christian going. And uh, he told me he's going to speak tomorrow. So I'm going to listen to him if I don't have to go to work. So, um, yeah, I, I, just, I just, this is crazy. 
And I know I'm not the only one. I just have to figure it out. That's all I have to do. And I'm not alone. Like I said, I know I'm not. And I sure as fuck don't want... I mean, empathy's okay, but not sympathy or pity or none of that shit because a lot of people got a lot more problems than I, I do. I'm a very lucky guy. But... There's some things I need to figure out. And as Darren would know, I mean, look, it's got 910 hearts. <laughs> Thank you. know, God bless you, Darren. Thank you. But Darren's been listening to this show for years on Freedom Revolution Network and then on here. And uh, usually this show is about exterior forces and this and that and waking up and figuring shit out. Um, but this one's about me. And I haven't done too many shows like this when I'm specifically talking about me. And I really didn't come on here to do that. That's the direction that it went. So, see, I feel you, but I'm 39 and back in college. Well, good for you. Trying to figure this stuff out. I thought about going back to school. And I did go to school. I went to Elgin Community College. Never got a degree. Never even got a certificate. But um, things just clicked at that time. I made more money than I ever thought I would. But I, I mean, I got uh, CU right down the street here in Fort Collins. I could go back to, to night school just by doing it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I just don't know. But I do know this. I'm getting sick and tired of waiting. Waiting and waiting. And um, I'm getting to the point where I can't wait anymore. I'm just going to have to do it, whatever it is. Probably come up with a plan. Because... When I was 27 years old, I read the book, More Wealth Without Risk, and Wealth Without Risk, and Financial Self-Defense. I can't believe I'm remembering that. And uh, the I, I got a lot out of the book, but what I got most out of it was goal setting, <coughs> which I never was taught how to do or believed in until I read this book. And a short six years later, I started my own business. So maybe I need to set some goals. You know, I might be answering my own questions. But I just want to get through this therapy shit and this counselor. And I've decided, I decided the my ex-wife and I can can maybe can maybe be on coexisting terms, but I just it's just, uh, you know, forgiveness and uh, don't forget and move on. And uh, But I still have some healing to do with my daughter. And my son and I are good. We've been good. I think I'm just going to focus on my daughter. Um, because I wanted everything and everybody to get along. And I still do, but I just I just can't see that happening i just can't not until somebody says you know i'm sorry i fucked up and forgive me and and that's all it would take but those words aren't coming out of anybody's mouth 
they've come out of my mouth, but they're not coming out of someone someone else's, and it takes two. So uh, it's been over six years. I just think that that's just a fantasy. Um, but I do I do think the goal setting is um. Yeah, I think it's something that and an action plan and put it into motion and just get back on track. Now that I'm thinking about it, because that's what I did at 27. And six years later, well, six years later, I was busting my fucking ass, working harder than I ever did in my life, starting a business. I don't know if I'm going to do that again. But I, but whatever, it'll put me on, it'll put me on the path So I don't know. I I don't have any answers. I wish I could say that I do, but I don't. I have more questions. And it's not about uncertainty or anxiety or fear or lack of confidence or anything of the kind. It's just like there's no fucking sense of direction. I mean, I had a wife to feed, two kids to feed, and bills to pay. So I guess there was a purpose. I guess that's what it is. There's a there's not really a purpose other than being happy. So maybe that's I mean that's ultimately what it is, but define happiness. So maybe I need to do that. I don't know. I, I'm gonna figure it out though. I will figure it out. I eventually do. So anyway, where where else are you gonna hear shit like this? I mean, really, somebody really gonna come out, come on here and bear their fucking heart and soul and talk like this? And the, oh, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to school and get a degree. Not nothing against you, dude, JD. That's great. I'm just saying I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, sure you are. I don't fucking know. I, and I have no reservation or um, dishonor or humility. I mean, humility, maybe. Um, I do feel a little bit humiliated, but sometimes it's good. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a fucking problem saying it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out. So... I feel I need inspiration more than motivation. Yeah, that's true. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, inspiration's way different than motivation. Um I think it's at a much deeper level. Whatever inspires you is way more powerful than motivating. It's more it's probably I think the difference would be passion. So whatever inspires you has a high level of passion where motivation just might be an intrinsic or external reward, like a paycheck or advancement of work or, um, you know, I don't know, but I think that's probably the difference. Whatever inspires you, you're definitely passionate about, or at least I would say that would be with me like this stupid fucking show. I'm not motivated to do this show. But I don't get anything out of it, monetarily, this or that, or anything else. But I am inspired because I'm very passionate about this. Regardless of what is talked about, I love doing this. 
I just do. I, I always have. I, I like uh, I like inspiring people. I like motivating people. It's an interesting topic, though, now that you bring that up. Does it inspire you or motivate you? Because that's a huge difference. Huge. I don't have any motivation. I really don't. I mean, I've... I'm not going to say I've done everything I set out in life to do. But I'm really just not motivated to do jack shit. I'm really not. Because I've obtained... What motivated me is gone. And I've obtained... I've obtained it anyway. So it's kind of like maybe winning the Super Bowl and it's like, I, you know, I don't really want to do that again, which I could can, can understand with professional ball players. It's like, really? Won the Super Bowl. That's it. W what more is there to do? So the motivation's gone. But I think if you're passionate, there's probably no... You're not looking for any type of reward other than maybe other than maybe intrinsic and not monetary. Maybe, maybe. Oh, this is something I gotta think about. You're now you're making me think. And i I always hear, Tim, you make me think, and goddamn I'm pissed. Or sorry, Lord. Or whatever. <coughs> oh, and then of course I've heard, well, this guy makes me feel stupid. If, if, if I make you feel stupid, then may, maybe you are stupid. But if I wanted to make you feel stupid, I'd talk down to you. And I'd be like, oh, okay, this is what we do. And simplify it and talk to you like a moron. But if I make you think, then you're being contrarian to yourself because you're not stupid. You're thinking. And now you're mirroring what I do. People in the chat room are mirroring what I do. You're making me think. And that's what this is all about. So I have to thank you for that. Uh, big, big, big difference, inspiration and motivation. I think motivation is constant goal setting and improvement and a, uh, an action plan with goal setting, but inspiration is, um, the only thing that is an inspiration is passion. I don't really think other than, you know, you can do it and you're going to do it. And that inspires people. I don't know. I got to really think about this. That is a very interesting concept. And what action steps you apply. Motivation I get. Inspiration. That's. Um, it's like I. Or uh, what was that? Edison said 10% perspiration. And 90% inspiration. Yeah. What, what inspires one to do something. Hmm. Now you got me thinking, so I'm just going to start thinking. 
All right. It's been an hour and 20 minutes. So I really, uh, let me get my head, not up my ass, but you got my head up in a different plane, which is good. And this is what I try to do for you guys. It's like, damn it, damn it, Tim, you made me, Dwayne said it a million times. Damn it, Tim, you made me think. Oh, geez, is that such a bad thing? It's like, no. But yeah, now you now this show, this episode, and I think it's the first time that it's come back on me when I'm doing my show to make me think. So that's interesting. Because it's not really um, what I set out to do. I mean, I didn't set out to do anything, but I... I didn't, uh, definitely didn't expect that one. Very interesting. All right. So I'm just going to be in think mode. So this has been a good discussion. I think so too. I mean, I, I mean, it's my show, so I guess I could say whatever the fuck I want, but I mean, and self perception can be deceiving, but, um, yeah, I, I um, think it has been a good discussion. Yeah, and that's what Darren's saying. They've always been good. I mean, the the highest compliment somebody can bestow on me is, um, I've learned something from you. If you say that to me, and Darren has said that quite a few times. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's about just ascension and truth seeking and happiness and revelations and just unraveling this crap uh, and challenges that we run into in life and how we handle them. Um, but yeah, I'm at a crossroad there. I mean, that's, that really is going to make me think motivation an inspiration. I have to find out what inspires me. Uh, get the brain working, make you think in all sorts of ways. Yeah, well, and it's called, you know, it's called the original Red Pill Show to think out of the box, not indoctrination and uh, normalized uh, complacency or whatever the fuck it's called. Like, see, now I can't think because you guys, you guys got me thinking. Normalized complacency. Yeah. Stuck in a rhythm. Same shit. But this is this is way different when you're on your own. And I really wouldn't say it's liberating because I, I have freedom. I mean, I can do whatever I want whenever I want and don't have to answer to anybody. But it sure would be nice to <laughs> nice to once in a while. So I, you know, I don't know. But I am definitely going to give that a lot of thought. What motivates me? What has motivated me? But I never really looked at it of what inspires me. Like people have told me, "Well, I don't want to work out because I have no motivation." Well, maybe you need some inspiration. You'd be like, what does that mean? Well, we should really think why 
you're doing what you're doing. Why are you working out? Because working out usually is motivational because you want to be a hot, sexy bitch or this or that or whatever. But maybe you should be looking at it like, well, what's inspiring you to do it? And that may be a big difference between people that had longevity in doing things like working out or continuing educations or, or whatever. What inspires you, not motivates you? I don't know. That's a very fucking, very interesting concept. And it may be just the answer I was looking for. I mean, I never really looked at it that way. Because uh, I ain't motivated to do jack shit. I'm barely, I don't want to say sound depressing or this, but I'm barely motivated to get the fuck out of bed. I'm, I mean, not like, oh, I'm just going to lay here uh, for four hours. And I've never been like that. Laying in bed for me is like laying in bed for 15 minutes and not getting up. When I get, when I get, when I'm awake, I get up. So that's what I'm saying about laying in bed. Because I don't have the motivation to get the fuck out of bed anymore. It's like, well, why? It's Groundhog Day. I know what's going to happen. I know what I got to do. I know what's going to happen when I do do it. So I'm not really that motivated because it's fucking Groundhog Day. But if I did things that inspired me, that may change things. That's very interesting. This is fascinating for me. And I hope. I hope y'all, you, you all, whatever y'all, it's not y'all, it's y'all get out of this what I'm getting out of it. That's the whole intention of the stupid fucking show is to find answers or put you on a path to find answers after listening to this show. That's it. That, that's it. the bottom line of this show. That's my inspiration for doing this show. Not my motivation. That inspires me to help people figure shit out and put them on a path to happiness. That's it. That will definitely inspire me. You'll never get rid of me if I do that. But you've done it for me, and I thank you for that. And I am going to definitely look into that realm of what the differences of motivation and inspiration are. And I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but now I'm focused on that. And uh, thank you so much, JD, for that. So I can tell you what inspired me to go to school. I got sick of blue collar work. Yeah. And I get that because I mean, I'm, I'm doing it too. I mean, I went the I went from the president of my own company to, and I earned it. I mean, a title doesn't mean anything. I was the president of my company when I incorporated, but I was working 12 hours a day, seven days a week to build it up. But I got to the point where I could be the president, run the company from an office, which I could, I can't stand being in an office. Even if it's my office, I just can't stand it, stand it. Um, but I was motivated to obtain that level of success. 
and, and inspired to some degree, but more motivated. But, um, yeah, I mean, all the motivation in the world ain't going to get me to do that again. I got to find out if that truly inspires me. <clears throat> that's really, that's really, wow. I mean, that's, I think that's it. I have to figure out what inspires me. And um, I'm getting to that point because I don't want to keep doing this shit. I'm definitely, definitely inspired to change that. Um, because I, it, nothing's going to change. I've obtained everything through motivation. I've obtained all my goals. And I really have to find out what inspires me. Um, like this show. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. This is a perfect example. I was just inspired to do the show. Cause I wanted to and see what happens. And there you go. So it didn't, I wasn't motivated cause there, you know, there's really no motivation to do this. That That is very interesting. It's an inspiration, passion. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just going to sit here and think. And um, now I know how some of y'all feel. <laughs> when you're listening. Damn it, Tim, you made me think. And I love hearing that. I, I love hearing that. So thank you for the insight and uh, mirroring the show back on to the host, which is um, fascinating. All right. I'm going to go an hour and a half. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please share the show. Um this one will be um, one I will remember for quite a while. Uh, I really do um, appreciate you guys. And um, I'm just kind of like starstruck or in awe uh, because this has never happened before. And uh, maybe you uh, pushed me in the direction I need to know, which is focus on inspiration, not, not motivation and what the difference is, which is really very simple, but powerful. So time to do homework on those two subjects, not really motivation, but inspiration. I mean, that's, that puts a whole different twist on it. So, Okay, I'm gonna go. Thank you for listening to me. Thanks, Darren. And uh, yeah, I love all the stuff you're putting in the... Uh... All right, so I'm gonna plug Freedom. I'm gonna plug Darren a little bit. And uh, Freedom Revolution Network, which is uh, on YouTube. That is the network that I'm on. This is my thing I, because I've been doing podcasts on and off since 2008. And I, and I always will. Um, just because, but freedom revolution network is a network that I'm part of, uh, Scarlett came on the owner of the network a couple nights ago on Podbean. Uh, we talked, um, there's freedom revolution network groups on Facebook and Darren's and the farmer one. And I think you're in the regular one too, but more specifically the farming one. And you start getting into self, uh, 
sustainability and gardening and growing and so you don't fucking starve to death and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I do look at and read your post, Darren, so thanks for that. Um, but that's a whole different, I'm not going to get into that. Um, if things don't change though, we all are going to fucking starve to death here pretty soon. Um, and we go there. Yeah. Farming. So yeah, but have fun farming without fertilizer. <laughs> so whatever. I don't even want to get into it. So yeah, we're in big, 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 big trouble, but, uh, that's another show. And there's plenty of other sources for that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to focus more on inspiration. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to sit here and think. Thanks for sharing, or thanks for listening to the show. Please share the show. My head is like in outer space now, and I really can't concentrate because I have this. So what is this? Bombarded Facebook last couple of days? Really? Facebook sucks. I can't believe I've still been I'm on as long as I've been. I'm not going anywhere, but I hate Facebook. It's a fucking necessary evil, maybe. Not really, but it's kind of hard to socialize without social media. Duh. Yeah, lots of posts. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, and then we're also on... Uh, um, yeah, shit, what's the name of that? She keeps sending me. I'll tell you in a minute. Telegram. Yeah. So we're on Telegram too. Freedom Revolution Network. So there's another way to communicate. But um, yeah, it's just all about interaction and um, supporting like-minded people and networking and growing. And uh and if this show helps you do that, more power to you. I, I'm all for that. Even if it takes you away from the show. I don't, I don't really care about that. I, don't, I really don't. It's not about me. Uh, it's, it's really about you. But um, th thanks again. I'm going to spend some time tomorrow and uh, focus more on this inspiration crap because um, I think you hit a really good nerve with me on this stuff. Uh, and I think it's just what I needed. So, and it's not Friday, you dumbass. I, I, I named the show. It's Van Halen Friday. So don't pay any attention to me. It, it, when I upload it, I'll probably change it. So, um, probably the motivation or, or inspiration or some goofy title. I will change the title, but thanks guys. And, uh, yeah, we didn't have a lot of listeners, but I haven't been doing the show. So, I mean, I'm going to let you go before I accidentally end the show because I'm playing with stuff and something's going to happen here. So please share the show. Check out Freedom Revolution Network on YouTube, Telegram, and um, freedomrevolutionnetwork.com. And uh, there's plenty of other stuff, Facebook. And um, yeah, thanks. I mean, I'm at a loss for words, but um, I got some homework to do. All right, guys, thanks for listening to me. Please share the show, and uh, I'll be back soon. You have been listening to the original Red Pill Show. <laughs>